your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Welcome to the Voice America Sports Network. You are live with Coach B and myself, Kwame Lasso, on the Sports Talk. We're here live on the Voice America Sports Network. It's uh, so much going on around us, man. Like, um, so much. We're going to make it a good show. I'll tell you that. We'll make it a good show. We'll bring some, uh, be more informative, as we always are. And, uh, you know, like I said, so much going on around us that's. I don't I wouldn't say negative, but it just feels bad, you know, with the Michael Jackson thing going on today. And definitely mm-hmm. definitely we gotta talk about the uh Steve McNair. Man, what a tragedy. It, it is a tragedy. It's too early. Oh, uh, and also what uh, what else we got going on, man? We talk a little uh, basketball. I thought I was gonna be able to get away from basketball, but there's so much going on with it right now that I'm almost waiting for the season. I can't wait for the season. Me neither. It, 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 and what's what's so funny, Quam, is the fact of you know, normally this is a dead time of the of the year for every all of us because everybody's forced to watch baseball. You know what I mean? And baseball is not bad. You know, you yeah, but I, I know exactly what you mean. Go ahead. No, yeah, it's, everybody's forced to watch baseball, and okay, everybody watch. This is a time where you know All Star Game is next week. I think it is with the home run derby and all that stuff. So it makes it interesting. But with this free agency going on, it's like who's going where and how they're going. It's not, and you know, it's, and I guess we're all building up for the 2010. Agency class. Yeah, we. You know what? We'll get into that though. We'll get into that later right. on the show. But but and I hear you, you're right. You're right on. And then why I said baseball is not bad. If you play baseball, and that's the same thing with me at golf. I thought golf was the most boring sport ever until I start playing golf. And I'm like, I mean, you know how you flip as kids. We flipping through the channel and uh, mm-hmm. most definitely. And I, golf. I just go. I really watch I, Tom and Jerry I before think I watch golf. Now, I wish I'd play golf in high school. Oh, if I played golf in high school. I would be uh I think I would be doing this show from somewhere else. You'd be hosting this show right now. I'd be calling in. Which, oh, you might be my caddy. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably be the caddy. <laughs> I, I got to be the caddy. But, yeah, I, mean, if I wish I had to play. I wish I knew how much fun it was in high school. I, I sure would have played it. Yeah, I saw you. It was also an expensive sport, too, in high school. No, not only in, in in our life now, but also in high school it's an expensive sport, too. So Golf is expensive. Probably wasn't afforded for us to, to, be, to be in it. That's why when I play it, I, I I take my little four hours to really play it. It's an expensive sport. You go out there, get your money's worth. I play everything. I just concentrate. If I'm gonna have a good round, I'm gonna have a good round. But um, I, I don't. You know, you put you put all that money into it, and then you go out there and you stinking up the joint. I think the main thing, uh, people who's bad, they always say, "Well, it's a beautiful day. At least we're having fun." You I can do this weekend. You no. can do that and uh, have a good score too. Also, I played down in your hometown, Suffolk, down by, by by you down in Suffolk this weekend. What are you doing down there? Um, with my grand, saw my grandparents for the holiday, and um, went down there. Me, and my uncle went over to Suffolk, the community course out there, and oh. played a little nine holes. It was a little fun. Me, and my uncle, and my cousin. What is that noise? Do you hear that noise? Like a squeaking door or something? Mm, I don't know what that was, man. Oh, I thought your mother was cooking again. I wish she she already she already threw down already. Yeah, okay. I'm I have my heat on already. You know, it's noontime here. She'd be throwing down. Oh, it is noon. Yeah, I come see her. All right, man. What do you think about this? Let's get into it. That's all, that's all you had going on last week? That's it, man. I went home and got my grandparents, kicked it with them for the 4th of July, and uh, hung out with fam, played a little golf, came on back home, and just relaxed, man, getting ready, you know. You drove the new car, you drove the new car down there? Huh? You drove the new car down there? Yeah, I drove a new car down there. I got the old 7 Maxima. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It, it hugs the road. 
on the way back on Saturday, I think I pushed her all over the triple triple digits just once or twice to see how she reacted, and, okay. and she, she did pretty good. Triple digits could get you a. Uh, Get you some time in jail, like an overnight stay. Yeah, I know, but it was, it was open. I was, it was, I wasn't the only one though. So that, so I'm gonna jump out the bridge. You coming with me? No, 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 no. You do, you on your own. But I'm <laughs> from the car. I'm driving. I got a wide open road. I'm rolling. <sighs> hey man. All right. Before we board everybody, let's get into some Steve McNair. Give me. I don't you know. Let's get into Michael Jackson. You know Michael Jackson. We talked about it and we gave some tributes to him and brought it up last and what he meant to everybody. I, I want to get into Steve, Steve, but let's talk about MJ. The greatest of all time. Most definitely goat. He at goat. He uh he's having his memorial day, man. One point six million people wanted to come uh to the uh, memorial. Wow. But I think that's they, a lot of people. That's man. a lot of people, man. But I think a total of uh, eight hundred, eight thousand. I'm sorry, eight thousand was uh, well, allowed got, to come. They got like seventeen. I think it's seventeen or nineteen thousand sitting in Staples Center. Yeah. And then over, I think in the pavilion next door, they got another eight to nine thousand people going there. I think it is. See, Michael Jackson, he's now we call him the GOAT and the greatest of all time. Uh, he's that great, man. Around the world, I think it's going on around the world like this at this time. And, and you talk about uh, uh, just what's happening here. He's touched Malaysia, Billion. Japan. He's touched everywhere, man. And, and he he's is, one of those people. He, he's one he of those guys Elvis. that can go. Yeah, Elvis. Oh, Super C. That was, that was our big He supersedes every, every international star. Michael is the epitome, just like. We all put Michael Jordan as the epitome in basketball of a, of the standard of basketball as a basketball player. You put Michael Jackson, which is just, to me supersedes all of that. Yeah, he's that guy, man. He's he's like, and you know what? Another guy that's like that, in my opinion, is Ali. Like you can go anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, and they know you, and they. That's exactly yeah. And, yeah. and that's Michael Jackson. And then, and not that not that they just know you, but you've touched them in certain ways. Um, and don't take this the wrong way, because I'm talking about Michael. But you've 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 uh, you touched them in ways where you've making their life better. You you made them believe that there's there's always something positive out there. You can you always you, gave people hope. You always gave them hope. Exactly. Good choice yeah. of words. Okay. Yeah, but that, you know that was Michael Jackson. But they got about 50 theaters across the country from Los Angeles. They even said Topeka, Kansas, Washington D.C. Where this going to be? I think all Magic Johnson theaters are, are holding that in their theater. You know, you know, Magic gonna do his part, man. But it's yeah. like it's a free, um, what is it, a, like a live feed to listen to the memorial. So, but that's that's, right. that's Michael, man. But every, I think everybody's breaking in, breaking into breaking paid coverage to watch this for this memorial. I think they said that Mike, they, they don't know if it's true or not, but they say Michael's casket might come to the Staples Center. And that'd be his last oomph for everybody. Yeah, but this guy, I mean, that's how great he is, man. I mean, he, grown men crying. I, I, I mean, you know, you see the uh, <laughs> concert. Not crying because he's dead, but crying while he was alive. And uh, and he's he's performing. You, you see yeah. these tears coming on. Yeah. They're shaking like they've having seizures. And if you have seizures out there, don't take that the wrong way. But you know how you convulse you start shaking but this, oh, yeah. this I, I, is grown men okay grown men i don't know you say that like you have seizures you have seizures no i think we'll get the the how people faint and have this convulse and all that stuff who, who does that for you like that i just don't see that but you, people do do it because you see it all the time right but so nobody does that for you, you don't you don't go to a, a movie or a theater and say, I, I got to see this actor, or you don't go to a football game and say, I got to watch this guy play. Who does? It's probably not on the level that 
Michael Jackson have people doing it, but right. who do you have to go see? I mean, it's it's always somebody that you like. I'm not gonna miss that. No, you're not. No, I'm asking you. Who does that for you? Nobody. What? So I don't. No, I don't put nobody on a pedestal like that. That I, I, I gotta go see. No, my so, mama. You couldn't wait to go see Transformers. You went to go see some robots. You had to go see that. I had to go see the movie because it made my brother go see it. It wasn't like I was going to have to, you know, have convulsions and because they came on the screen. And okay, no, nah, I ain't talking about. In the joint, look, it been a different story. I'm not talking about convulsions. I'm talking about like you got to see. It. I said not on the Michael Jackson level. Michael Jackson is different. You not Michael Jackson. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, you know what? I really don't, I can't honestly say that. Who I, you know, I've had opportunity to see a lot of the major sports stars in person. You had to go see Jordan play. I didn't. Go, I never got, was able to see Jordan play. Not when he was in with the Wizards. When he was with the Wizards, no, because I was living out in Arizona when he was with the Wizards. So I didn't get to see him play out here. Okay. Matter of fact, I, I, I might have saw them play when they played Phoenix one time. So I might have seen him play. You might have. What? You don't know if you've seen Michael Jordan. Everybody Michael who's Jordan seen him. And the Wizards compared to Michael Jordan and Everybody's Bulls. seen Michael Jordan play. No, they've seen Michael Jordan play. But listen, Quan, Michael Jordan, Wizards. Michael Jordan, Bulls. Two different Michaels. Yeah, but it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, well, it wasn't the Mike that I wanted to see. I wanted to see Mike in the, in the 96 finals. Well, Michael Jackson, Thriller, Michael Jackson off the wall against the Michael Jackson. What was that? Uh, oh, i tell you what I had. i tell you something. i tell you I was obligated. I had an opportunity to go see the Eagles in 1994 uh, in the uh, no, Hell Froze Over tour. I had an opportunity to go see that, and I, and I really enjoyed that, that, that concert. But you just told me it wasn't nobody. So now it's the Eagles. The, the well, Hell I just remember the Eagles in 1994 and their Hell Froze Over concert. That was a very enjoyable concert. And I had, I paid good ticket, put good money for the tickets, and I was able to go see them at RFK, and I had a very, very enjoyable time. All I'm saying, I, uh, Michael Jordan, man, it, it, different guy, different guy. Michael Jackson, greatest of all time. He okay. had people. I was trying to figure out who has. You know, who you have to see. Like, if Denzel make a movie, I want to see it. Denzel, he's a, good, a great actor. So I, I, yeah. I got to see it. He, well, he only takes movies. And you know who's getting to that level also? Not to make you convulse, but somebody you just got to see because they're going to put out a good movie. It's Will Smith. Almost definitely. Will Smith makes you want to go see his movies. He's, he's another movie star that you like, I got to go check that out. You got to, yeah, okay. That's another good one. Another movie star, yeah. So I, I, I just got to see it. Look, I just got to, um, I wouldn't say text, but I got an instant message. Somebody said they would. <laughs> they've seen Michael Jordan play baseball before it was, before and it was still Michael. So it's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Now you whether you seeing him playing for the Wizards or the Bulls or you seeing him playing for that minor league baseball team, it's still Michael Jordan. You got a chance to be in the same arena with Jordan. Okay, whatever. That's oh, bad. whatever. Listen to no, that. Like that's, I say, that's your. That's like your, like your, I say, not <laughs> me, but I got my own opinion. That's my opinion on it. Then you should have you. You could have your own opinion. This is an open forum. This show is Most open. Definitely. This so show is Michael open. Michael Jordan to me was. I mean, I wanted to see if I want to have an opportunity to be in the arena to see Mike play. Yeah. I would have rather seen him play with the Bulls than the Wizards. Mm-hmm. The Bulls would be a more memorable game for me than with the Wizards. Um, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, but that's uh, that's you. You like be you said. You said you got your own opinion. You can have your own opinion on this show, and then Most you know we could talk about and it. And I appreciate that person. Instant messaging you saying that. Ain't nobody. But again, Michael Jordan with the Wizards wasn't a Michael Jordan with the Bulls. To me, he wasn't. It's Michael me, Jordan. If I go see Michael Jackson off the wall, and I go oh. see Michael Jackson's last album, I'm seeing Michael Jackson, the greatest Michael of Jackson all time. Is, is totally different, though. 
You just Michael put, Jackson. Michael Jackson. <sighs> mm, 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 mm. You gonna make me put some Kahlua in my coffee? Talking to you. <laughs> you got coffee already? Man, I, yeah, I got his coffee. But no, man, I'm just saying. Look, okay. Well, he has his uh. We got a minute left, but Michael Jackson has his uh memorial today. Um, millions, yeah. millions of people. Uh, it's gonna be there, man. This guy's uh. uh Want to give our condolences out there to the family. And once again, we did do a tribute to him last week. Um, you know, playing his music and talking about him. Where were you? Uh, you know exactly we, where you were when you heard a Michael Jackson song. But um, I, could, I remember. Uh, now you, you, you probably remember this. Quam back in like '84. You when Eddie Murphy came out with Delirious <laughs> with the jacket with the uh, red with on the red jacket. Yeah, and then red. Michael came out with Thriller also. So about you know you couldn't see Thriller after eight o'clock. Right, I know because it was TV, like that. So you went from. MTV, the HBO, you know, you had the the the, the floor console TVs. Mm-hmm. You had to flip the channel to get the HBO. You had to flip the channel to get the MTV. And you going back and forth to watch, wait for the video to come on. I hear you. I mean, MTV probably played it ten times every hour, and, and watching Raw. This, I mean, um, delirious at the same time. Yeah, I remember that too, like it was yesterday. I hear you, man. That's that's how when you think of Michael. But look here. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. You on the Voice America Sports Network? Quamalas Sports Talk with Coach B. My co-host from the other coast. We're going to come back. If you want to call in, the number is 888-346-9144. We'll come back and talk a little Steve McNair in two minutes. Call in, peeps. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Four and three. 
Welcome back to the Voice America Sports Network. We're here live. If you want to call in, man, the number is 888-346-9144. Coach B. Yo, what's up, man? Hey, just breaking news real quick. Avery Johnson did not sign with the Detroit Pistons. They couldn't reach a deal. Well, I got some breaking news, too. Can you hear me? Because I can't hear myself. My mic sounds... I can hear you. Oh, everything sound good? Yeah. All right, man. Look, man, I'll be in Virginia uh, tomorrow. So what you going to do? Oh, what's up? Let me know. I'll, I'll swing down and see you a couple of days. Beat you, know, you up on some golf course or something. You say meet me or beat me? Beat you on the golf course. Okay, you funny. Look, I'll be in Virginia tomorrow, and, uh, you know, we do that camp every uh, every year. So, you know, it's going to be star-studded. Oh, most definitely. I've come down to help out. I'm, you know, hang out with the kitty kids. That'll Coach work. B, love the kids. He love the kids. All right, man. Love the kids. Don't say that. People run with that. They take that and run with it. But, look, let me ask you a what question, up? man. Let me ask you a question. Steve McNair. Oh, give me, give me, man. give me what you feel on that. You know, from from initial, you know, text I got from my boys, from initial phone calls and the news coverage, it looked shaky from the get go to me. I mean, you know, they say the man got shot four times; she got shot once. Um, to me, you know, it looks like you know they need to get CSI out there or something because it just doesn't make sense for. This little 103-pound woman to look like she don't put four slugs in Steve McNair. Now, first of all, how can the the roommate, the guy, I can't remember his name, Neely or whatever, it is, come in and not notice this man, these two people getting shot, blood everywhere, shot up? And then him call someone else and not call the, the cops. You know, that don't make sense to me. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah. And, and then you look at it, Steve McNair, Steve's good 230, 240. Yeah. 240-pounder, he gets four slugs in him, three in the body, well, two in the body, two in the head. Three of them, they say, was within three feet of him. Other one was close range. Okay, she has one. Now, for my instance, from looking at TV, from talking to people, from whatever the situation, common sense is if when you, when you shoot a gun, you get a recoil, automatic recoil, no matter what size of gun it is. Okay, if you shoot if you shoot yourself in the head, your body's going to go one way and the gun's going to go the other way. So how is she landing on the gun? I don't know. Like you said, CSI need to step in the scene. It's it's all it's a lot of uh, speculation, especially when we from the outside don't know for a fact. And a lot, a lot I know a lot of people that uh, know McNair has been around. Been around. Like, you know, I came in. I came. We came in the same year, and this one he was in Houston and played against this guy. Man, I thought he was a great guy because you hear all the accolades that he was when he was at Alcorn State, the things that he's done. Right. And you know, coming from Mississippi, I, I go, I go, uh, move a little forward. You said something about the guy was like three feet away. You know, it's easy to hurt somebody when somebody trusts you that much because you let your guard down. I don't know what happened. I'm just saying, if it happened that close. Is you know you don't know if he had a gun on him, uh, where he couldn't make a move or he thought he shouldn't make a move, but when you trust somebody a great deal, your guard is let down. You, it's Most easy to let your guard down. That's why that's why betrayal he, is so hard to deal out? with. I'm sorry. He might have been passed out drunk. He, we don't know. He could have been. I mean, that's that's a lot of things we don't know. But you right. know, it plays okay. out how you know. I think those guys do a great job as far as investigating and and getting down to. The time of death and and how it happened. I do. I I watch the shows and they, them shows are just not from somebody's great imagination. That those things actually happened. But you know, like, as I was saying, when you trust somebody, it's easy to, for somebody to get that close to you. Right. Well, that's why. That's, that's why for humans, it, you know, it's hard to forgive yourself. It's hard to deal with betrayal. Once you've been betrayed, you you not. It's 
kind of hard to trust somebody again, but it's hard to forgive yourself for something you've done. So a lot of things can happen. But here, here's the deal on this. Steve McNair, we put so many people up on pedestals and we forget that they're just human beings. We forget they're not just human beings, but they are human beings. We, we put them on a pedestal. So uh, athletically, uh, he's done so much great things. Athletic, he, um, he's entertaining. Uh, as Ray Ellis say all the time, he is the show. You are the show. People come and see you. So do you really care about his personal life or do you really want to drag him in the mud after the fact, after he's gone, when there was so much you could have said while he was alive? You didn't care, but it makes for a great story. Uh, we, and, and then when it happens, when something bad happens, uh, such as a guy, Steve McNair, who dies at an early age, um, at a 36 years old and done all the great things athletically in his life. And not just that, he's been great in the community. And then we hear the stories about what's going on uh, with the other stuff, with the dying with the woman or, you know, he's still married, has four kids. We hear all okay, that stuff. Okay, no question. Oh, man, right there, though, Kwame. Again, has she spoken out? No. Who? We don't know. He might have been, they might have been separated. They uh, might have been going through problems or whatever it was, or open. We don't know what was going on because no one has spoken out on that. All right. Well, let me, let me uh, Coach B, let me, let me get on this. Uh, right now, I got a... Um, uh, former Eagles defensive back Albert Fowles, man, he went to Alcorn State. I don't, he didn't play with Steve McNair, but the present Steve McNair has, as I was alluding to earlier, as far as what he does in the community, um, how he's well recepted, received. Um, Albert, you on the line? Yeah. What's going on, man? Everything's good, man. What hey, man. I know you uh, played at Alcorn State, probably a different time when Steve was there, but I know there's a presence, some type of presence that. Uh, it's almost like a cloud over the whole community there. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I'm living in Los Angeles now. Okay. And uh, but all my family still lives in Mississippi, yeah. and it's just like it's a cloud just over everyone down there. Steve did so much for the community, did so much for the kids, you know. And 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 you know, for a black quarterback to come from a, a small school like Alcorn State University, right. about three thousand students, is, is just unbelievable and 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 when steve was down there i mean normally we have 10 or 15 fans in the stands steve brought seventy-five thousand fans to jackson coliseum he was unbelievable unbelievable and it's funny that it's crazy that you mentioned that but you it, those are the facts man this guy uh he's touched so many people in his lives just the excitement he bring and you say being a black quarterback from mississippi uh there's a you know that's it's almost turned into a quarterback area where you can go get that good quarterback or pretty good quarterback. But uh, the presence that Steve McNair has and the lives he touched, the people, uh, the programs he's built, uh, he you got to keep in mind, he was the face. When Houston, when the Houston Oilers, when he got drafted to the Houston Oilers, coming from Alcorn State, and you got to stress that so, so many times if you can, as you can, but coming from Alcorn State and the things he's done, being a black quarterback, he put those numbers up, but he became the face of the Houston Oilers. He became uh, all those old guys that we know that played with Houston Oilers. I, I say Warren Moon, but he's Warren Moon's one of the great Earl Cameron, those guys. You got to get rid of those guys, and Steven there became the face. They didn't have a home field for a while. They didn't play. They were standing. They played they, at Vanderbilt. They were playing at Vanderbilt. They were playing in Tennessee. They were playing in Mississippi. And then when it, once they got their home field. Steve was always out in front of it, man. So the guy, his presence, and going eight and eight for a few years, um, which is good. You don't have a place to play. Steve was always out there. Then when yeah. they get, then when they get into Tennessee, these guys playing in the Super Bowl. 
So you right. got it. And then he's playing hurt all the time. And I, I make mention of that because a lot of guys can't do that. And you got to mention where this guy comes from. He's from Mississippi, and he yeah. has to play hurt. Yes, man. Jeff, Fisher was my back. Jeff Fisher was my defensive back coordinator when I was with the Philadelphia Eagles. He came down with uh, Buddy Ryan from Chicago. And I talked to Jeff uh, occasionally, and he has nothing but wonderful things to say about Steve. He said that Steve was the best quarterback that he had ever seen. So that's all I can go by. And Steve is just and, – and then the charities that he do back in Mississippi, you know, and then the, the weight room and, and the facilities down there, he has donated millions of dollars right. to Orange State University. He is a legend down there. I didn't know him personally. We've been we've been to different events together, and we've met several times. But we were socials, I should say. We were not, you know, friends because we traveled different circles. He was always warm. He was always kind. He was always generous. And then, and then what people don't know is Steve. Steve got his master's degree from Alcorn State University. Right, and that, you know what? I, let me cut. You, let me break you right there. I, all, all all those things you said, those are positive things. But now that he's gone, we want to drag him in the, mo- in the mud. But and we don't know the facts. I'm I'm getting it from somebody who's went to Alcorn State, who was in that circle. But I, I know you guys wasn't friends. I hear you guys wasn't friends. But you went to Alcorn State. It's almost like y'all have a brotherhood. It's almost y'all know the same coaches, and some of the, these coaches you know are great coaches. So. People surround themselves with great things, and, and being coaches and, and certain um, uh, programs at, as an Alcorn State. You uh, was a DB at Philadelphia Eagles for a while. Jeff Fisher. All these great things you say about Steve McNair. See, we don't know this. We'd rather take him while he's going there and drag him into facts. So I asked, ask, do you really care about this guy personal um, as a fan or as a media writer who keep bringing up this negative stuff? Because you bring up this negative stuff, you forget he has four yeah. kids that's well, going to read this. Yeah, well, it's sad to say that so many people are negative by nature. You know, until you know the facts and everything that actually occurred, don't be so quick to cast the first stone. You know, we weren't there. We don't know exactly what happened. Wilbur Montgomery, who is a good friend of mine, who I talk to at least once a month, right. who's coaching with the Baltimore Ravens right now, he said Steve was a class Act. Anything he could do to help anybody. He was always at practice on time. He went home with his family, took care of his business. So right now, we don't know what happened. You know, situations and circumstances can be different. We don't know what occurred, you know. So I, I try to concentrate on the positive things that he's done. I mean, and if you look, we all have something in our life and in our past that, you know, that, that we're not proud of. You, but it happens. You're it exactly happens. right. You're 100% right. Coach right. B, you got a question for him? I just, you know, I just... I'm not really. He's saying everything that you know. I think everybody needs to hear. You know, I guess my only problem is overall is is that you know everybody's talking about this other woman. Okay, yeah, I understand that, but understand something too is that we don't know what was going on in his personal life, marriage wise. Right, and, and no one, no one knows that she has yet to speak out. Neither nor has his mother spoken out or anybody else. Just because everybody on her side has met Steve, and nobody on his side has met her, you know, it's like. You know, Steve was also a private person, too, from what I hear. Yeah. Right. And he kept mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, you know, he kept a lot of things close to him. And maybe right. he didn't want everybody to know her. And you mentioned, though, you're right, you hit the nail on the head. We don't know what his uh, personal life was. We only know what they show you in the media. Uh, um, but we don't know that personal life. We only we don't know the facts. So don't speculate if you really don't know the guy. You see all the positive things, you can talk about that. But as soon as something happened with him personally, you want to uh, bring his drag his 
personal life in the mud. Man, I got to take a break. That's, 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 that's just the media. That's just the media. That's a lot to do with everybody, though. Not just Steve McNair, but everybody. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take a break. Um, Edward, I don't know if you can hold on, but if not, man, I appreciate your call. Former Eagles. Well, definitely, yeah, I appreciate you calling in, man. I'll okay, thank you guys for having me, man. Uh, anytime, so man, you want to come on the show. Anytime you can call in, come on in, whatever. Okay, thanks again, Quan. All right, buddy, take care. Force American Sports, we'll be back in two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every week, Body Talk is here to answer your pressing questions about the fields of traditional, alternative, and functional medical science. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. This is Kwame Last on the Kwame Last Sports Talk with my co-host, Coach B, from the other coast. What's up? Uh, we were blessed with the former Alcorn State, former defensive back, uh, Albert Fowles, who uh, shed a little light on him. Again, he mentioned they wasn't uh, friends, friends, but associates. Man, you, they, but they run in the same circle. You can, uh, fraternity. Fraternity, yeah. Alcorn State, man, this guy, how he changed programs. I'm trying to get uh, D-Man, because D-Man always brings some insight, some uh, he always illuminates you with a few things he know about uh, what's going on in the world of sports. Uh, so, D-Man, if you listen, give give us a call. Give myself and Coach B a call, and we go talk about that. But you know what, uh, uh, Coach, you were no, saying no. you were saying earlier. Um, well, we were saying they haven't. Uh, there's no real facts, and you you were speculating on you couldn't understand how it was happening. But you got to release. I don't think. Uh, uh, ballistics were uh, done yet. Uh, I don't think they were. No, they well, they, you know, they, they they're, they're they're reporting, you know, that Steve was shot three three of the shot, one of the shot, both both were shot point blank range in, in the temple. Yeah. Okay. But, and Steve was shot three other times, you know, at about three feet away. That's what they're saying. Um, but again, like I say, you know, 
just common sense. Every no matter what kind of handgun you fire, there's a recoil. And if you shoot yourself on the head, my speculation—I never tried it. Don't get me wrong; I have never tried it. But if you shoot yourself on the head for a suicide-wise, if you shoot yourself on the head, you're going one way, and the gun will go the other way because they're going to ultimate recoil because you have nothing standing behind it to keep it in place. Right. So how would you fall under it? That's just my thought on that. I don't know. You got to keep in mind too. She also purchased the gun. This is what I'm getting. She purchased right two days before it happened. Right. Now, but we don't know. She might have purchased it for Steve. You know, Steve had a lot of guns. Right. A couple and years ago, he was he was what somewhere he was. Pulled over, DUI, whatever, he had a gun, loaded gun in his car. Yeah, yeah. So, again, that's something that's totally different, too. So you don't know what, we don't know nothing. There's only a few people that know. Three people we know. That's Steve, her, and the man above. Right. Well, and neither one of them can talk to us now. That's true, but, yeah. I mean, you, he, she could approach the gun for Steve. Again, I would just, I'm speculating. I don't know. But right. I don't want to, I don't want to put anything bad or uh, shed in bad light on him because I don't know the facts. I don't, I only know what All I, I know. know. I don't know the facts. I know he right. was the, a heck of a football player. I know he was a um, he done so a leader, leader, community leader, done so many great things in the community. I, I'm not going to uh, discard the bad things he's done, but if if they are, I don't know what's bad to him. You said before we went on the break, we don't understand what his marriage was like, his uh, family life was like. We don't know if they were separated or going through some things. We don't know if they both of those guys had moved on, but he was still married. But so it's only right for her to find out what is going on. Uh, with, with Steve, but we don't know these things. We don't know if he's moved on, and if, and if that was the case, then it's perfectly okay if he's moved on. But we don't know that, so we. Just I mean, don't. you know, Steve McNair, one of the man, just things he brought. He, you know, you know, you look at black quarterbacks in the past twenty five years. You know, you can go back down to Vince Evans for the Raiders. You can go, you know, Doug Williams. You know, you go to Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham, you know, he he was the epitome of a of a um, quarterback for a running gun quarterback, somebody that can run the rock when they needed to and throw the rock on the run and great leader on the field with the with the Eagles. But Steve McNair came in 1993. He came in in 95. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 95. In 95. And he made it easier for Donald McNair to get drafted number two overall. Because he can't, because Steve can't get drafted in the top, well, I can't remember what it was, about, third There's, overall you know by the Houston Oilers and came in and did his thing. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't argue with that because there's always a blueprint for us. There's always somebody going to come before us. It's how you choose to take, uh, carry your path. It's how you right. do it. You got guys like Steve McNair, so it's easy for me as general manager to say, okay, this guy. And you know the stigma with the NFL. They didn't want um, a lot of – if you got a black quarterback in the National Football League, a lot of owners in the past – I'm not sure it's like that now, but I don't know. A lot of owners in the past – didn't want a black quarterback leading your team, but that was the face of your team. So it was that back in the sixty type nonsense that it, it's, kid, not, it's not so much winning. It's not so much that I want to win. I just don't want a black quarterback leading my team because right. it's the black. But you mentioned Steve Manera coming out before Donovan, so it could make it easy. I'm a general manager. I said like this guy can get it done. Right, but you, see, I also understand something too. You know. Steve McNair, they, he could have went to any Division One, Division Two school as a, as, a, as a defensive back. He said, no, I'm going to go to Alcorn State where I can play QB and prove to everybody that I'm a quarterback and I'm the best quarterback coming out. If you're talented and you have a passion, you have a desire, you hope and you pray, you can go anywhere and be found out, be noticing. Let me ask you another question. I'm going to ask you this as an ex-football player, okay? Yes. Now, 1995 draft, we all know where Steve McNair came out at, right? Mm-hmm. Who came out at one and two that year? Do we know? One and Do two. Do you remember? 
No, I don't. I can look it up. Well, you look it up, but I don't everybody know what everybody can sit there and tell. Before this happened with Steve McNair this, this weekend, we can tell you when Steve McNair got drafted. Right. And, and what, when he got drafted. But that's the same thing I was saying with uh, – you're right. That's the same thing I was saying with uh, Michael Jackson. Well, you want to – you want to talk about all this craziness that he's gone? Look, we don't care. We like Michael Jackson, greatest of all time. He entertains. I keep going back to uh, what Ray Ellis says all the time. He is the show. People coming to see you. You know, uh, on iTunes, this guy, his albums are going platinum again, and he's dead. Michael Jackson. So, yes. you know, Steve McNair, don't, you're looking for all the bad things to say about him. Um, what, what was you saying about a month ago? When you was one, did you not, did you wonder where's Steve McNair? I wonder if he still want a quarterback for my team. Nobody know this guy set up for six months. He couldn't lay down in bed because he had a tube through his shoulder, uh, form of affection that he had to drain the affection out. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows what he's done to um, play the full season. He don't start on his throwing shoulder, might I add. Yeah, I mean, nobody you know. knows that stuff. But uh, they but they don't, they don't the sacrifice these guys make uh, to entertain. And you want to talk about him, but you're steady buying that ticket to go watch him. If you really cared, you would have cared about him when he was alive. But it well, makes for it makes for a good story. And I was talking to uh, Demetrius D Man. I was talking to him earlier. There is something in our lives. There is something that we wish we could take back. There's at least one thing in our lives that we wish we could take back, or we wish we had them done. It's almost like that little kid feeling like you know you just got in trouble. And you're like, yep. why did I do that? And you know that feeling you have in your body? That yep. like, I didn't have to do that. I could have went the other way and still got it done. But it's Definitely. that feeling, man. So we wish we could take something back, man. It, it is crazy. For, I like, I, I definitely. I, I, can, I can sit back here and think years ago things I could have done different. And where I would be now if I did those things different. I'm sure you the same way. Right. It's a, yeah, man. I, I say one thing. It's it's a few things I wish I could take back, but I can't, so I move on. If you don't uh, right. live and learn from them, yeah, I wish I could take not just one thing. I, let me see. I have my, my whole handful of things I wish I could take back, but I can't. So nope. I'm, I, you move forward and you live with them. But, you know, again, it's like, but again, it's, it's society, though. It's like when something happens, something tragic happens, you know, we, we, we look at the good things, but we make light of the bad things. Instead of making light of all the good things, let the and let the bad things just lie. Just lay, lay there and, and why bring them up? They're bad. We don't want to know about the bad. We want to know all about the good things and what happened, what this person did to better his life, people around his life, and what impact he had on everyone's life. I could tell you for the most part, uh, we don't care. Um, his personal life was his personal life. Unless you knew him, you know what kind of person he was. You wouldn't bring up all that nonsense. But... Uh, Except for to put his uh, family, uh, his wife, who's still his wife, and the, through the ringer and his kids through the ringer. But we don't care. We still going to look at Steve McNair and I'm going to think, what a competitor. What a, uh, you know, a hard-nosed guy. We talk about Brett Favre in the same light, and I like Brett Favre too. He's a competitor. He don't miss any game. But uh, I could talk about, we could talk about any of those guys in the same light who showed up for practice when they shouldn't have been playing, showed up for um, – you know, showed up for events when they should have been laying down and getting treatment. We got about yep. four minutes. Coach B, we got a D-man on the phone. D-man. How are my boys doing today? We good, What's man. Up, we, 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 we talking about the Steve McNair, man. We, we, we doing pretty good. We, we trying to, you know, we trying to put a good show together, uh, bring some um, 
enlightenment to what's going on. And we don't know the facts, but we just, you know, we're talking around and we're speculating. And, you know, I, I, I'm me personally, I don't think, uh, you know, he's done bad things. I, I've done bad things. I can't bring those bad things back, so I just move forward. So yeah. I just want to talk about a lot of good things uh, McNair has done. Well, I'm going to tell you, the sports world in general has got to be hurting right now. I know I was in total shock. And, and I'll tell you this, it's just, it's, it goes right back to, to what I said before. You know, these athletes got to understand that you don't know why people are coming at you or how people are going to come at you, you know. Uh, it, it's a blessing to be able to play that game. It's a blessing to be an athlete. And I, I just think maybe he would, you know, at the age of 36, to be able to retire and have that much time off, you know, maybe it was just too much time for him, too much loose time on his hands. You're right. Uh, first of all, let me uh, thank you for calling. D-Man is on football.com. Check that out. The guy is good. Let me say that. You're going to enjoy, this sh- You're gonna enjoy what you're looking at. Hey, I'm trying to be like you and Coach Britt. I'm trying to get to that level. You, Coach Britt, Ray Ellis, Mark McMillan. I mean, you guys are just blowing it up. Man, you can always come with me. You, hey, you can come to my show every day of the week if you want to. If I had one every day of the week. But anytime we on, myself well, I'll, I'll tell you this. You would have to make sure you get me a pair of Nikes. A pair of Nikes. I, I couldn't even get Coach B a pair of gloves. Oh. Uh, but. Yeah, no, I couldn't get gloves when I came out. They had to fight. Fuck the fight. Mm. But throw away the one cleats. But I, you know what? I hear you, man. With the McNair, man. That's yeah. That's that. that that's some. That's is. It's a tragic. He had so much time. He was in a different world. Mm-hmm. He was in a different world. He retired early. He retired early with a lot of positive things going on. So once he retired, he didn't know. You know, he a lot of guys. I'll tell you this for a fact: a lot of athletes when they retire, they're like, um, "What do I do? What do I do next? Yeah. Uh, I what do I do next?" That's why on your way out, you need to start transcending to something else. Something well, they else say that you when you're on your way in, for. you should start transcending for after the after because you know your 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 life expectancy in the NFL is only five years. Right, but that's what well, we talking about. A guy, four years. We talking about a guy, um, first round draft pick, a guy who's uh, had multiple contracts for big numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was. You know, he he he's done things outside of football along the way to prepare himself, but a lot of guys was not that fortunate. Right, and, and I'll tell you this, it's a shame. It, I mean, it, it, I, I just, I mean, it just blew me away. I, first of all, you know, I really don't care what the guy does with his personal life. You know, as far as an NFL player, I think the guy is very talented. He was very talented. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so, but he was still a great player. I, it, and, and here's what I'd have to say. I, I have to say this. It's tough, tough being an athlete nowadays. It, it is. is tough. D-Man, you want to hold on for a little while, man? Because I want you to come back on. I want you to come back in the next segment. Okay. Um, Kwame Lassen and Coach B on the Voice America Sports Network. You want to call in, chime in. The number is 888-346-9144. We'll be back in two minutes to finish this up. Most definitely. See you. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports show are you ready for some football well here it comes the owen hodge show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio this action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback big hodge and the knowledgeable defensive back odie 
This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports welcome back to the voice america sports network you on with myself and coach b this is quamalize sports talk I have D-Man of football.com on the line. Um, D-Fizzle. D, let me thank you, man, for um, checking out my blog, my comment, and leaving a comment. I um, it, I know you well rounded in sports, so um, I, li- I like what you were saying. We I wanted to get into that, but there's so much Steve McNair we can talk about, man. So um, we was off the air. We were talking about um, this is the last segment, uh, people. So if you want to call in, you want to join us, it's 3-888-346-9144. Is the number. Don't forget to check out our. Uh, we on iTunes. You can podcast. Podcast us. It's all free. Cheapers. That's why that one eight hundred number is free. So call in, join in. We was off the air. We were talking about. Uh, Coach B brought up. Is he a Hall of Famer? And I think uh, we agree, D man. That I think he'll be mentioned all the time. And we we talked about he having he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. You don't always have to have a ring or win a Super Bowl. He did play in the Super Bowl to to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you you mentioned something about Peyton Manning and that, that type that caliber type of guy. Um, I personally, I, I'm thinking he'll be mentioned all the time in the Super Bowl. I don't know. Well, you know, Coach Britt brought up a you know that's why he's there because he's going to keep everybody honest. Coach Britt brought up a great point. You know, his stats are are Hall of Fame stats, but you know, when you're on the outside looking in. Well, you're on the outside looking in, and you say, okay, was he a great, great quarterback? I think he was a great, great leader. He was a hell of a quarterback, but I, I personally didn't see a Hall of Fame-type career. I didn't see that, but, you know, from what Coach Britt was saying, you know, I, I can see what he's saying now, but well, yeah. it doesn't matter. He was a great football player. I mean, player. I, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is this. I mean, do you really, like, say, you know, to cement his legacy in the National Football League, 
I mean, do you really have to be part of the Hall of Fame? No, you don't have to be part. You know what? Okay, I, so I mean, do you really have to have a Super Bowl to get in the Hall of Fame, or to for your or legacy to, to be to, good? To to, to uh, cement your legacy in in whatever it is sports you ever you, you participate in. Does he need to have? I mean, NFL. Does he need to have a Super Bowl ring or be in the Hall of Fame to say what kind of a, well, he's one of the best players ever? He's one of the first not at all. three quarterbacks, Fran Tarkin and Steve Young, who both are in the Hall of Fame. And he has and one has a Super Bowl, and one of them doesn't. Right. You're, you're absolutely but he right. He played on a garbage team, but yet he still made the Super Bowl, the, 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 the Hall of Fame. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm on. If I'm like this with Steve McNair, if we're talking Hall of Fame, if he get in, I won't be surprised. If he don't get in, I won't be surprised. Okay, there we go. But, you know, he, he, you don't have to have – some guys come into a professional with a different goals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe he wanted to be financially stable coming from Mississippi, if you know his story. Mm-hmm. Financially stable. Maybe he was trying to get all the paper. We uh, talked about off the air uh, him being hold, held out of the facilities in 2006 when he was trying to negotiate contracts. Now, he was always the face of that team since they left Houston. Uh, I've got a text said. We were talking about Steve McNair making it easy for Donna McNair, but I got a text saying that uh, you got to remember that um, Warren Moon was there in Houston when Steve McNair mm-hmm. came in. So he always learned. They, the owner, was it the Bud? Uh, the mm-hmm. owner, Bud Adams, right? Bud Adams. Bud Adams. He, he, loved, he loved himself a, a black quarterback. Well, but you know what? He want to win. But right. yep. he was there, um, so it made it easy to get a Steve McNair. Well, I'll tell you what, the AFL in general. Yeah, was like that in general. You remember Vince Young? I will, no, it was Vince Young. Yeah. Vince Evans. Vince Evans. I'm sorry. Good job. Vince Evans at Oakland Raiders. Man, I know what you was on the show for a reason. Good job, <laughs> Vince <laughs> Evans. That keeps you honest. <laughs> Vince Evans, actually, Chicago Bears too. Chicago Bears, number eight. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, they, but still, if he gets in the Hall of Fame or if he doesn't, I can understand either way. Yeah, well, again, I, I just think you know, again, it, he's gonna if he may, he probably won't make it first ballot, second ballot. He might not make it to his last year. Just just to get him in. But, you know, I think, I think his record, number one of three quarterbacks to have to throw over 35,000 yards and 350 yards rushing, 3,500 yards rushing. So, you know, there's only so, two other quarterbacks that did it better than he did. It was Steve Young and Fran Tarkin. It's kind of like baseball, man. These guys hitting uh, these baseball numbers, what they set a long time ago, guys are superseding that. So right. are they Hall of Fame players because they did that? They set the standard years ago. Uh, Willie Mays days yeah. and stuff like that, that they're easily breaking them now? Yeah. Do they get in the Hall of Fame? Those 500 home runs get you into the Hall of Fame now. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, you know, again, guys come in with a different perception. They come with a different goals. They come with a right. different uh, strategy. I want to be financially stable. I'm trying to get every high contract. I, you, you look at these guys now with three years left on the deal, a la Donnell Dockett. Three years left on your deal, you're talking about I want a new contract. You got a five-year deal. You play two of them. You going back to the team saying, "I want a new contract." Man, you gotta get out of here and play those two years out. And maybe on that last year, and you may get another year. Well, or maybe if you do something special, I give you another year. But you're doing your job. Okay, you know I, I I'm gonna respect that because you said that. But I'm gonna tell you this. I, this is the way I feel. I think the NFL is such a brutal, brutal sport. In baseball, I would say go out in right field. Get your sunflower seeds, and you play those two years and then come back and talk to me. Right. Right. In basketball, I'm going to say, you know what? You can go run up and down that court for another two years and get your contract later. Right. In football, One you game. don't know. If I'm playing right. at a high level and I have a contract and I'm out playing, I, I, I got to get my money, I think. 
I, you know I think I may not have another opportunity to get my money. And you know what, D-Man, you were 100% right. But let me tell you, if I signed you to a five-year deal, before I signed you to that five-year deal, you was talking about getting your money. Mm -hmm. So I signed you to a five-year deal. You played two years of that deal. You was a Pro Bowl alternate. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the Pro Bowl. I don't think you outplayed that contract yet with three more years left on that deal. Well, maybe you. after the third year, I can see you beefing about your contract. I can see. Right. Well, let's talk about Terrell Owens. Let's go back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia signed Terrell Owens to a contract that they knew that they were getting him at a cheap rate. They right. knew that. And it was so bad that the NFL Players Association supposedly said, Terrell, don't sign that contract. Now, he wanted out of San Francisco so bad that he just, and he wanted to play with Donovan, supposedly. This is just what was reported. Right that he signs the contract and he takes Philadelphia on his back. And they, had they won the Super Bowl, he probably would have been the MVP playing on one leg. Playing on one leg, and okay, he probably so, would have got another contract. Yeah, but they refused. They knew they had the guy at a bargain basement price. They and did. they refused to do right by him. But then he signed a uh, five-year, $40 million, something like that, in uh, Philadelphia. And then the next year he said he wanted redone. Mm -hmm. But but under that contract, was he underpaid when he signed? I mean, it's his fault for signing it, and I can totally understand that right, that point. But but was he underpaid at that point in time compared to the other wide receivers? Possibly because they did that year go to the Super Bowl. Right, and so yeah, again, that's the problem. See, the problem is is that we as fans, and you two have been in it, and you're in the business, coach. But as fans, we we can only get what the media wants to give us. I'll tell you this is that when you hear the NFL players stepping up saying, hey, listen, I want to get my money now, I don't have a problem with that because I see what the owners do. The owners want to get underneath the salary cap, and they just, okay, will you take a cut? No, no, I'm not taking a cut. Then I'm going to cut you. Right, and that, you know what? And I've, been, I've seen that, been a part of that. I, I, when I see a player, when I see a player getting holding out, the outside world don't even know what this guy's holding out for. They think mm -hmm. he's holding out for a long-term deal. No, we want some guarantees up front because you mentioned basketball, baseball. You go out there and hide yourself and do it for two years. Football, you are play away. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the other two sports are guaranteed money. Right. The only money you get exactly. guaranteed now is the football league is your signing bonus. Right. So we want to exactly, coach. Uh, we want to get the signing bonus as much as we can, guaranteed. And the only way they can take your signing bonus is conduct detrimental, like a Star Wars. Mm -hmm. You can only get take you know take your signing bonus from something like that. Michael Vick. Dr. Michael right. Vick. Oh yeah. But that's it. That is it. Yeah, because you you always want to play away in football. It's so physical and so violent. It's the number one sport, and we have on helmets. It's the number one sport that uh, everybody You know the bad watching. thing about that? And it's the number, you know the bad, really bad thing about that? Is you want to play away in OTAs. Right. <laughs> well, you, well, you, well, you want to play away in off-season training. You're yeah. right, and they, and they don't understand that. So I hear your career. Man, I mean, look, we got uh, that music playing. I wish we had more time. Okay. We got about 30 seconds. First of all, D-Man, I appreciate you, man. Always illuminating us. Always uh, bring great energy. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Call us anytime you need us on football.com. You can find D-Man. Hey, I appreciate, I appreciate you, you guys. Coach Britt, I love you, my brother. I love you, too, man. I'll see you. I'll be, I'll be out there in the end of August. Okay, uh, let's think. go. August 31st is my birthday. I'll be turning 46. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'll be out there then, too. Right, That's my fantasy football draft day. Thank um. Former Eagles defensive back Albert Files for Alcorn State. He's out in yes, LA sir. doing his thing. Uh, appreciate the calling in. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. 
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.